transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Just imagine it's there. Apparently, the recording's in progress. <laughs> My God, don't you know it? Cheers, sir. Even uh, though we are not to together due to gas prices. All over yeah. the place, man. Dude, I drive a Toyota 4Runner. Great car. Thing is a guzzler. <laughs> like, I might as well be burning a fuel refinery. Yeah. The, the, the thing... It's killing me right now. I was joking with Nadine. I was like, we're at, we're like a one car house anyway right now. And yeah. uh, and that super uh, is not too bad. No, it's not too bad. But I was like, I'm really grateful we're only filling up one tank at the moment, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, you know, just as gas prices are fucking terrible doesn't mean entertainment hasn't but has has been also. We've had some good shit come out recently. Like we've, we've had, had some cool like stuff happening. And the the mother of all, it feels like every few fucking years there is a huge event that happens that completely overshadows the winners at the Oscars. Oh. And we got this one. A few years ago was the whole fucking La La Land thing. Wait, what was that? It was like La La Land Moon Night, Moon Night, Moonlight, <laughs> where uh, they read out the wrong Best Picture. Oh, you remember that? I loosely. So they, yeah, I think that was like 2015. I think so. Fucking five years ago, seven years ago already. Damn, terrible. Not yet. They, uh, they read out, they read out the wrong best picture. They all went up and celebrated. And then a dude like ran out, one of the producers like ran out on stage and was like, guy, there's been a mistake. Oh my God. Like they let, like every, that's the worst. That's, I mean, that makes it even worse. Like everybody being up there and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I forgot about that for the most part. But but fuck. I saw a bunch of interviews like with like uh, Emma Stone and all them. They were like, just like fucking like, they were weirdly privileged to be a part of such a weird thing that's going to probably be remembered for a long time. Yeah. It's like, you, it's, well, it's, uh, I've never seen it. No, I'm more so more so that like weird thing oh. at the Oscars. <laughs> they, was it like they were on stage oh, celebrating? They were they were on stage celebrating, only to get like interrupted, and then like they all started yeah. celebrating for these people. Like, yeah. it's a fucking bizarre thing. I don't know, man. The Oscars, the Oscars just don't have a fucking put together. I mean, uh, it's a real. You could say it was a real slap in the face to the Lawland guys. <laughs> Well, somebody had to upstage that moment. There hadn't been Dude, that much drama since then, I suppose. After I was not watching the Oscars, but as soon as Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, it was the next thing I saw fucking everywhere the next time I opened up Instagram. Yeah, it's it's and it's still like quite a bit like all over the place. It's fucking crazy. Uh but yeah, Dusty, Dusty on under further review, like right after we finished recording, he was like, "Did you guys hear about that?" <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It was like that night or whatever, you know. And so, 
I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. So you have you have people who are on one side. They're like, well, Will Smith was uh, standing up, you know, doing like doing, you know, doing something you know, solid for by his wife. And yeah. other people are like, yeah, but Chris Rock's a fucking comedian talent hosting a show, telling jokes. They ought then he's roasting audience, the audience at times like he needs to sit. The it was fuck a pretty, down. it like, was pretty, it was pretty tame yeah it wasn't even a bad joke like it was it was a funny joke and the fact that like the fact that the will smith laughed <laughs> right before right before all of it was like not a good look no and so you know i saw it. this is this was something twitter's, lead up. twitter's great for, twitter's great for some things i saw a race actually today of all things like uh you know somebody had dug up a clip of will smith making fun of a bass player on um oh my god on the arsenio hall show who was bald and had alopecia. Like, <laughs> I think, uh, and I was like, and Twitter's got it. Like the internet's got an answer for everything, man. Dude. <laughs> like, and I, I love the, the, the buildup. It was so tame. Like the joke before was just like, it, uh, was Chris Rock making fun of the fact that Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz who are married, both are nominated. And how if Penelope loses, then Javier is going to be like, no, don't give me the award. Don't give me the award. <laughs> And it was just like these this tame these tame jokes about relationships. Yeah, I just I feel like it's just it. It's I don't know. It, it, it's it was, a weird situation. It's it was it's a it'll definitely be remembered. We'll say. Hey, some of the roasts that are coming from like comedians, like mm. slightly defending Chris Rock by just absolutely rinsing Will Smith, are pretty funny. Yeah, dude. Well, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, has got to keep his fucking nose down for a while, like. Yeah. Uh, just because like it's not a good look to to have done that and like i said like, like i said earlier like it, there's this general understanding when you go to a fucking comedy show or something like not that this was just a straight yeah. comedy show but it's an M- you know he was emceeing it's even less appropriate at the oscars exactly and it's like you not know, that it would be in the you, first place you have the right to walk the fuck out dude like or approach how, him off you, when it's yeah. not live yeah exactly and so, you know, but there's all this shit going around about it. Like people are like, the Academy should take away Will's award and shit. And like, that's just nonsense. Like the dude, the, the dude's work in that in King Richard, which I'm looking forward to watching, uh, has nothing to do with that moment. And it'd be yeah. it's a slap in the face to that move to the, the everybody in that movie, quite frankly. But the, yeah. but you also have things where it's like they're going around the internet where it's like there's like a fake apology issued. Uh, by chris rock and like people have had to come out and be like chris rock didn't like you know, didn't weird write that like you know Dude, i like, think um it's a moment man for sure. i think it's a it's it's an interesting thing because yeah. like no one's no one's completely right no one's completely wrong was it a slightly distasteful joke yes, yes. yes. Slap the guy. i mean i don't know i don't know people roast people all the time exactly. the joke was literally like so I'm like, what are you we're looking forward to seeing you in GI Jane 2? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nothing. It's a fucking funny joke. I like, <laughs> thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, Should we yeah, get in? Back to not caring about the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> For the next seven years until there's like something fucking crazy that happens next time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe. Always. <laughs> what do we got this week? Minute. You know, uh, this sort of feeds into uh, an overarching theme that will persist through a couple things this episode. Mm. Uh, 
the sequel to the legend of zelda breath of the wild has been delayed motherfuckers by like three months <laughs> uh they said uh tentatively i think they said spring 23 it was winter 22 hmm. disappointing uh that said this showed a bit new footage and uh it's now get into that in a sec apparently the switch 2 is about to come out oh and that's going to be the launch title Oh, okay. I mean, that so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they put out the OLED Switch a year back, which got, like, very mixed receptions because the only difference was that it had a better handheld screen. Mm. But, uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's sort of due for, like, a bit of a buff on the, on the side of the, like, actual console itself. Some of the Bad. games aren't running super well. Literally, my one of my few criticisms of Pokemon Legends was that this game does not run well and it doesn't look it doesn't good. Look probably because the Switch can't run it. Like, Interesting. Okay. So it's like I can't imagine with like an even more beefy Breath of the Wild, which already was like pushing that console as hard as it could go. Yeah. How much? How much more does it have left to give? So it makes sense that they're putting it on like potentially a newer version of the console. Yeah. Well, and it's not like a huge shove. You know, it's not like yeah. winter twenty twenty three. So. Yeah, no. it's not. Yeah, I, I think I think that's sort of it as well. They showed a bit of new footage. They didn't give it like a formal title yet. They'll probably put that out E three this summer. But uh, I think I'm like okay with it. I'm and I've said this before when stuff gets delayed, where it's a film or a game or anything. It's like yeah. if the product is better for it, go go to town. You know, yeah. within 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 reason, perfectly fine. If you can validate the delay and you're able to show me in some form that it's merited i'm down yeah i mean i'm with you there for sure like i'd rather have a good product than rush it out anytime that said what i find so interesting and the new bit of footage essentially confirms this is that uh we're sort of in like a sort of like a return to what happened with uh ocarina of time and majora's mask so i don't know if you i don't know if you've heard about this but like the deal with Majora's Mask, it was released like a year and a half after Ocarina of Time. Mm. And they had so much, Ocarina of Time was originally supposed to be an even larger game at the time. So they had a bunch of unused assets or assets that were minimally used. Okay. And they were like, we wanted to do more with this. It didn't make sense at the time. Why don't we just take a year and make another game? And that's how Majora's Mask came to be. Okay. They just used the unused concept art or the unused assets from Ocarina of Time and sort of like repurpose them in a way to attach to that story a little like coda. Yeah. And it's really cool. Majora's Mask is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So what's crazy is that almost everything we've seen for Breath of the Wild 2 is rooted in concept art that's been publicly released from Breath of the Wild. Oh. Things okay. like, like uh, one of the things that looks like happens is that you don't have the Sheikah slate anymore, or Link doesn't, but his arms all mutated. It's oh. like turned into Sheikah technology, and the Master Sword is completely busted. What? It's turned, yeah, it's like it has also been like weirdly mutated. There, it's all concept art for Breath of the Wild that's been put out, and all yeah. these like crazier, very like not like horror but sort of uh, un- more unsettling vibes that never really made the cut in the original. We saw a bit of, mm-hmm. but um, it's like they're finally actually like using this type of stuff and expanding on it 
Nice. It's like if the ideas are there and they're good enough, might as well fucking do it, right? Oh yeah, for for sure. Like that's that that's you know, I mean, everybody everybody likes to see thing like a story like you know or characters like a uh, link or like the world of zelda you know and like they yeah. like this they want to see that kind of like turn in different directions so doing like something slightly dark with the with a storyline is fucking welcome exactly you know? so that, that's cool that that'll be really interesting and the, you know that that'll show like this cool cohesiveness between the two yeah uh games i think also I think one of the cool things about that franchise overall is that there's so much, like there's always such a huge gap between Zelda games. Mm. Like Majora's Mask was two years-ish, year and a half, two years. But most of the time it's like five to eight years between titles. Yeah. And they always have their time to breathe. And part of the beauty of the franchise is that there's a lot of mysteries that just never get answered. You might have some pieces, but that sort of, the lore is never fully complete. Yeah, and there was a ton of that in Breath of the Wild. Like there was a whole like you could dig into some of like the in-game stuff and figure out that there was this whole civilization that was like barbarians that had like some form of advanced technology that just disappeared one day. But their remnants are like all over specific parts of the map. Yeah, and it's like it's like what the fuck was the deal with that? And just to see now that Link is dressed like one of them. In the in the new trailers, so it's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm I'm always down Intriguing. for good ideas being expanded upon. So, yeah, dude, for sure. Well, fuck. I mean, definitely worth holding your breath for. You know. Have you have you played uh through the first Breath of the Wild yet? Mm-mm. Dude, you gotta do it. Oh, it's so good. I know. I know. Uh, it's one of those few games. Like, I think uh, people are, like, I think sometimes people get a bit fucking crazy about recommending stuff. Like, I know I'm guilty of it. Destiny's not as good as I make it sound. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I just really enjoy it. But I genuinely think you are doing a disservice to yourself if you don't play, like, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and, like, there are very few games that I can say that about. Fair it's enough. so good. Well, I hope I beat it before or play it through before I get the next like the next game that I'm looking forward to getting. So, which is, uh, well, it, it technically releases at the end of the year, but it's not any any new games. It's just like reissuing of all all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games in one collection. Oh, it's called the Cowabunga Collection. I, yes, we remember we watched the trailer without audio. No, 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 no. So that, that, the no audio trailer was for this game that's coming out on the Switch called Shredder's Revenge. Oh, okay. Uh, but this is like literally like a collection of like the arcade game, the games from the original Nintendo, the game, the Game Boy games, like Dude, the fucking, sick. yeah, like Turtles in Time, like every <laughs> turtle game that like except for like that they you know came out on those older consoles and like the arcades and stuff like a lot of those games are awesome yeah it's only going to be like 40 bucks and so and it's going to be for you know like like a ps4 and you know like above and that kind of goes for xbox equivalents you know like newer generation as well as like the most recent dude 
I think while that sounds great and there are a few things more on brand for you. So I respect yeah, it. That is pretty much on brand, fucking brand, but hell yeah, man. Well, I thought, I, you, were gonna, I thought you were gonna say Hogwarts legacy, but you know, no, no, no. Although I do look forward to that too. I guess I, I guess I'll probably end up purchasing that before Cal. Actually, there's a bit of news. They completely scrapped the multiplayer <laughs> for Hogwarts legacy it is a single player only experience. Oh, which slightly disappointing. I also understand. I feel like it'll just make it run smoother, probably. <laughs> yeah, and then the multi multiplayer functionality can really dig into like how other systems work. Yeah, like they'd probably have to dial back on like uh, the character dialogue and interactions with NPCs to make up for the fact that there are a bunch of people occupying the shared world. Yeah, I'd I'd much rather have more of a uh, let's just call it a Hogwarts. Uh, skyrim akin experience you know I agree. yeah like, <laughs> like the witcher you know yeah dude where i'm just like walking i don't care if i i guess like multiplayer would be kind of neat but like overall if it would like if i can get more out of the world and like maybe even just like interacting with like different storylines that they build into it and stuff yeah i'd rather have that <laughs> I, I completely agree i think uh I, I think like uh the witcher and cyberpunk like as like those are fucking living worlds to play in mm neither of them have multiplayer yeah it's like it's in their their regard breath of the wild as well it's like functional worlds that are fun to be, be a part of don't require having other players in them yeah so well i guess let's just hope hogwarts legacy doesn't get delayed fucking, fucking christ i'd be livid um <laughs> so uh out of the game minute into another delay <laughs> into another delay <laughs> oh my god yeah this one's really though it's like a few days yeah it's 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 a yeah it sucks but i know they're gonna you know they're gonna get roasted for it so obi-wan the new obi-wan series has been delayed yeah. what's the delayed the it's uh gone two days 25th to the 27th yes Jeez. and but do you know what the deal is they're putting out two episodes instead of one yeah so they're making that's how they win it. people back exactly <laughs> exactly i i can live with it two days is nothing to me there so i think i probably were, wouldn't have watched it by then anyway <laughs> they were probably worried that they would be directly competing with stranger things mm. which releases on the 24th i believe dang yeah i mean honestly it's probably a good call and doing, <laughs> it's probably do, a great call doing the double release is dude may's gonna be fucking great i can't wait for that week <laughs> I dude, yeah i mean like i mean we're building up into like the summer shit now we got we got yeah. new we got new series left and right yeah dude it's gonna be dope but oh man i can't i can't wait i cannot wait to dig into that obi-wan series though it's gonna be so fun i, I actually rewatched the trailer earlier today because i was just like it's so uh, good it's a genuinely yeah. great trailer it it's i mean and, and it's intriguing you're just like what's like what is this like little side quest that he's doing yeah. here you know like what how is it going to involve darth vader you know because like i keep reading about all over my fucking instagram feed and shit like you just see like you know like hayden christensen quotes about how being darth vader again is like all you know feels natural and shit and you're just like I'm, i think it's so fucking cool that he's involved but like how is it going to be seen like how, how does what, it work yeah like what is this vader that we're gonna see you know dude i think when when i watched that trailer the first time and duel of the fates kicked in oh yeah i audibly gasped i was in i was there i buckled up for that i was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like i'm in yeah dude, i think uh i'm so excited for that series i think hopefully it's been such a long time coming oh my god 
Imagine, dude, dude the world will burn if Obi-Wan is not a good series. <laughs> like truly, like it will, like it will, <laughs> it will, like they will lose so much faith in, in, in oh, the yeah. Star Wars brand if they fuck up that series. <laughs> it's people have been asking for it, whether it's yeah. a movie or a series for the better part of two decades. Like I'm really hoping that they can combine certain vibes. Like, yeah. you know, like, like Seems they're doing some prequel love, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. But, you know, like there's some really, you know, you got those like dark. Okay. I mean, obviously there's like dark moments and like things like rogue one that are yeah. very weighty. And I hope that they bring some of that kind of weightiness to some of this, you know, like, I think that was the best part of the, uh, I think, like the prequels have their issues. I mean, Phantom Menace literally is only saved by the Darth Maul fight. Cl- uh, Attack of the Clones has nothing going for it. Revenge of the Sith, I feel like is the only actually like good movie of the bunch because it gets so heavy. Sort of. I mean, the stakes get yeah, the stakes get ramped up. It's like I mean, like, dude, dude, Order sixty six. All the like, say what you will about Hayden Christensen being a fucking rock, uh, like that barely can emote, and, like at that, at least in that film, at least in that. Hopefully, he's grown, yeah. Hopefully, he's grown as an actor, but at least in that circumstance, like, say what you will about his acting, just the like, Ewan McGregor selling it, and fucking Order 66, and the build up, and all the tension, sort of knowing where this is all going in the end, made that movie really entertaining at least on subsequent watches the most definitely the most of the prequels yeah inject some of that well i yeah for sure i think like i don't know i'm just yeah i'm just like really intrigued to see where they're going with it with this because i don't know man like they could do like if they can pull this off they could start doing like all sorts of character like yeah. limited series and that would be fucking dope dude you like, know the like they're already doing the the cassian andor series the guy from rogue one yeah that, that, that'll be interesting less... i'm not really like that committed to that character here's my and this actually brings up one of my issues i think the obi-wan series itself makes sense mm-hmm. one thing that sort of ruins the stakes for me is the like the inquisitor that they choose to feature heavily the grand inquisitor mm-hmm. i know how he dies in rebels in, so this, it, in the same way of like the and the andor series is going to struggle why am i going to get invested when i know how this character dies yeah it it, it is kind of like i mean again though the black that, widow issue well it's also i mean think about revenge of the sith you know it's yeah, it's yeah. that issue where it's, right. it's you know the intrigue is the connective piece yeah right like and so it can work it's just they have to pull i think you have to try I think your story has to be really tight if well, you're going to pull that kind of like thing off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like, what worked with what worked with Revenge of the Sith was that it partially is tying into that there was the Star Wars mythos had been way less filled out in like official canon at the time. For sure. So I and but now we're hitting a point where not 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 through oversaturation, but where it's like you might have to dive a bit deeper. You know. Like I, I, uh, I mean, I knew going into Rogue One, I was like, I had a feeling that everyone would die in the end because yeah. they never showed up. But you also didn't, you weren't completely sold on that from the get go. You know, like there was, it was a completely new cast, and they were able to use that for what it was worth. 
Yeah. You know? Well, the, I mean, the few references here and there didn't really distract from a story that wasn't focused on them. Well, no, and I, I don't think that's going. I really don't think that's going to happen here. I think what what what's interesting with with that character, it, 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 with that character's inclusion, and some of the, the things that we've seen from you know shows like The Mandalorian um, or Boba Fett, you know, the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I keep thinking about the Mandalorian episodes, thinking that's uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like we've seen characters from different facets of Star Wars entertainment brought to life, and which and is so awesome. They, yeah, and so they're really like doing a good job of fitting, you know, all these all these characters into storylines that already exist in or a timeline that or, or already presumably exists even yeah. within the, you know the the you know animated or live action realm. It's all one yeah. thing it seems like. And you know, I think I'm I still I have faith in Obi-Wan telling a story that sort of fits well into that structure. Yeah. Because it's it's like that one chunk of time that, that period of time between the end of Revenge of the Sith and the start of A New Hope has been heavily explored. Mm. But we've never focused on what Obi-Wan was doing. And having like a cool side quest in the middle there is pretty cool. It's a good yeah. concept. But well, I, I think, think yeah. I, I think it's why there's such a why it works so well in the other chunk of time where the Mandalorian takes place between Return of the Jedi and uh, the f- and The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like there hasn't been much set in that period of time just yet that's what i was gonna say earlier is that i really hope that they capture not just like some rogue one kind of vibes but like almost some of those like almost scary elements that they brought to uh the force awakens yeah you know like that jj like jj abrams kind of style yeah unsettling fear of the unknown like like uh, that that's that's another direction i really hope that they kind of like make more stuff in in a vein you know like I don't know if they will, but well, I think I think Star Wars is a perfect franchise for that. I mean, like uh, sci fi fantasy aesthetic, you can do whatever the fuck you want in terms of general vibe. I mean, look at the different areas we've been presented with just so far. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about the rise of Skywalker, but Exegol was a pretty cool spot. Oh, well, exactly. Like it. And so the, the, the issues with Star Wars have never been aesthetic or presentation. It's like there's they're always visually captivating, or like the weird halo in the man in the Mandalorian in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that Bowie, get the fuck out of here. Studio Bowie <laughs> is not being very helpful when it comes to recording today. Sorry, being a real uh, pain in the ass. Bowie. So uh, should we should we but, continue on to uh, Disney's other property? I was just gonna say, yeah, I feel like uh, something that that finally was released and not delayed. Like this is like this is yeah. the good news, you know, kind of bit. Something, something that I feel like this is. Uh, I think Chris Stuckman talked about this on a video this morning, and he was like, "This is the first show that Marvel's produced that feels like a pilot. Feels like they're having to sell people." Oh goddamn! Definitely. E- everything uh, else was with existing characters that had character arcs leading into it. This is yeah. all set up now. Yeah, so Moon Knight episode one, uh, the goldfish problem. So this episode had a lot going for it. Some really cool, some cool moments like the the lapses in time that you get that you that you see and like happen that that your main character Steven experiences in this yeah. movie or in this episode are really fucking interesting. After enough yeah. of them, you get anxious. Like, oh, you know, it's, you're along for the ride. 
Yeah, it's it's you super know, it's super interesting how it ropes you into that emotional kind of like moment like that or that feeling like in this first yeah, episode. Very visceral. You know? Yeah. You know, I want to I want to quickly well, off the start. I think uh, this is telling because uh, she can be incredibly critical at times of bad writing. Donna, but, huh? Donna? No, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kate can be incredibly critical of uh, bad writing, mm-hmm. and we she was she we sort of let sit for a moment and today she texts me while she was at work in the morning oh my god bowie's being such bill bowie stop why are you enabling him i had to show you i had to show you <laughs> <laughs> the, uh kate texts me while while she's at work and she's like i really like moon Knight. why are you enabling i'm sorry and <laughs> i think uh and i was like I, she's like i really like moon Knight. Mm. i was like how so and she's like i Simple to say. And she was like, I'm sort of embarrassed with how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> and I, she okay. came and had lunch at the cafe while I was at work and we were talking about it more. And she was, she was telling me it was just tightly written. Mm. It just worked on like a fundamental level. There was a level of care put into it that made everything cohesive, but you never really broke past like the point of disbelief, you know? No, um, like you were along for the ride and you were down from like second one once yeah. shit started going crazy. I would agree with that. They they don't really like I mean, they don't present anything like overtly like nuts until like the, the end of the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by that point, you're like in well, like sure. it's a steady enough ramp up. Well, it's like a good I mean, I think that's a it's like a good superhero story in any way right you you gotta find a way to capture people's attention with this like human element because that's what attaches them to the character superpowers will will always like draw out draw the intrigue right the intrigue is there because you're watching the show but you have to make somebody feel connected to that fucking character and that like all you get for so much of this episode is just like you get you just get this vulnerable like confused fucking cat yeah and you just and who's just on long for this exhilarating ride at the moment you're just yeah. with, you're just with it like you know that's one of my favorite things i love that it's steven figuring out that and like moon knight has already existed mm-hmm. and mark is running around as a mercenary and and also possessed by an egyptian god and only now steven's finding out. i love when characters are already like working and operating you know mm-hmm. well it's like yeah it, it's interesting like you know this episode has a lot of like kind of nods and like cool things like steven okay so so one of the things like that personality what's interesting is about like what they flip with that personality is that in in like in comics he, like that's his like rich person personality so yeah it's interesting to have him and i think it's more it's more connecting uh, connective to have him as like somebody who you know works at a museum like adjacent to something that he's really passionate about but you know doesn't get the spot you know what i mean it's out of reach and exactly and so that's really cool and then then you get these like moments where um okay the the, one of the first major blank moments that he has where like well it's like the major blank moment he has where he wakes up in his that jaw's field. broken and his jaw's broken that's fucking nuts that scene in general <laughs> oh. but that that whole scene people are circulating about it like rumor rumor is that 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 whole scene takes place in latveria 
Dr. Doom's no. daughter. No. And that was when we were watching oh, it. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> when we were watching it, both Joe and Nadine were like, that oh. looks kind of like Germany. But That's like, it too. also could be like Austria. And then like, you couldn't really make out like specific. In, in the Alps. And exactly. And so like that, and you know, like that castle and everything, like it really paints this like clever, like maybe that. That'd be fucking awesome. Right? Oh my what, God. What, what a great and like non-pointed way of just like introducing that land into the Marvel universe. You they know what I mean? refer to it as the Alps. Exactly. And so like, oh. so there's no oh. official <laughs> nod, but it's there now, you know, um, maybe. So that'd be, Dude. that's cool. And you know, I gotta give him one thing from like that point, from just this episode in general, we saw almost everything from the trailers. There's very little from the trailer yeah. that we didn't see. Yeah, that's a good point. I love that. They did that with the other shows as well. I think WandaVision, mm-hmm. least so. But so like it, Loki, it you, everything yeah. was like in the first couple episodes, tops. Yes. And base, I rewatched the trailer and it looks like we're going to get like a segment looking at what, like from Mark's perspective completely, mm-hmm. looking at like the events that led up to like him falling interesting because there's a shot I mean, that, of him there's a shot that looks like him falling to the ground okay in the trailer so i mean that'd be yeah i think that'd be really really interesting to see like that kind of gap because obviously yeah. you're like well what the fuck is the deal with the scarab so um yeah that i mean so i thought that was really cool like and you know there's this like brief shot i i uh that is it's when he's missing that bus yeah uh like it covers up like a, like a part of the building behind the bus and it clearly says the word atlantis and no what yeah. and like and so it's like it's another you know like rumor has it that they're or that they're i mean that's just like a, a good throwaway like you it's know, a great it's a great throwaway. but but rumor has it that they're that namor is going to be featured in black panther 2 yeah right so a rumor also has it that the fucking roman or not the roman the greek gods are going to show up in moon Knight. i mean that'd be interesting I mean, dude, I would love Hercules is such a fun character in the Marvel universe. It'd be really yeah, cool if they had enough showing like, but there's been no speculation about Hercules anywhere. So they would have had to keep that on such tight wraps. You know what I mean? Well, I have more faith in Marvel than Sony. So well, for sure. But <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I mean, overall, this is a really cool first episode. I will say this like, and, and, you know, I'm going to be one of those, like one of those small majority of people, but like, like, you know how you're talking about they have to sell you on this pilot yeah like they really need to do a better job like of cleaning up some of the cgi and stuff in this like i have high yeah. expectations for a marvel production based on the other shows that they've made and this yeah. one by, some stuff by those standards looks kind of like garbage i think and so, specifically the car chase there was some really janky shit i think uh when it mattered towards the end of the episode with the moon knight suit and the like the dog yeah didn't look bad and they were definitely the 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 environment that they were using the darkness of that mm-hmm. gave them some help with the cgi absolutely yeah but no i, I can completely understand like loki looked fucking great almost loki all the was, time exactly loki was like pers- like like studio fucking quality yeah and and I, I, you know, maybe, maybe they, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure the rest of the series, they'll work out, you know, it'll be, it'll look be better because we'll be more accustomed to the style of this show yeah. maybe. But, but even from the trailer, then this is something that like still, not that I, you see the whole suit up, but 
Yeah. Like the the Moon Knight suit, the whole gimmick is like really I don't like it, and like I think really? it looks really I think it looks really kind of bad CGI when it's coming out of him and starting to wrap him up and stuff like that. I'm like it's just oh I thought I, don't know. I thought it just I thought it just it looks looked... really fucking weird to me and not not in a I good way. <laughs> I'll pass judgment when we see the whole suit, the full suit up for sure. Yeah, when we see the full suit up, but I think. Like the brief bit we see where like the lights are flashing and they're all the like glyphs showing up behind him on the mm-hmm. walls and you sort of see a few of the raps coming. I was like, that's sort of, that's pretty cool. I think I like I I I like that there's like a level of uh, visceralness to this that we haven't seen in like an MCU proper property yet. Like there's a I mean only akin to like the Winter Soldier have we seen see like some sequences that are very like jittery you know yeah i suppose i just like for myself i just look at i i I like i like the suit up i like i I like that you have you have a a suit rather than like something that just comes out of the yeah because i mentioned it when we first saw the trailer it reminds me too much of like cw's attempt at ragman when they introduced like ragman onto like the arrow show it's like that same cgi yeah (laughs) yeah i get that i can understand that and so it's just sort of like I've seen it and it doesn't look good. Like, but you know, I, I, I hope it, I hope it gets better. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not, and clearly it's with the mainstay Moon Knight suit. You're not gonna, he's not gonna mystically uh, create like a ski mask with the moon, with the with moon the hood. And, you know, yeah. So that'll that'll probably look cool. There's and there's you know a lot to look forward to in this series in general. I gotta give him, I gotta give him props. The uh, the fucking the cinematography was great. The use of reflections, the use of mirrors. I guess uh, people have been scrubbing it, and I guess there's even more that we didn't notice. I just can't. Like yeah. before he started having his crisis, like there are moments where you can like see in reflections. It's already looking back at him. Interesting. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I just can't get over the pace, like how they, how well they paced this this episode with like the types of things that, like you know, like, again with like those time lapses and stuff Ethan like that. Hot too. <laughs> Yeah, well, because he, I mean, Ethan Hawke, like his character is going to build, you know, for sure. But he starts out in, that, in, in a the weird glass. enough place to make you just like un, be unsettled and you don't, you just, you know, you don't like him. <laughs> and, you know, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. It's like, it's a very, like, it's a character that was in one comic mm. and then never showed up again. So they like, have essentially experimented on people on, in an, uh, on an island. Yeah, experimenting in like pain and stuff like that, and then and then the Moon Knight run got canceled. So, yeah, it's like it's in name only. They can sort of do whatever they want with this. I am very excited, and clearly they are because it doesn't seem to have any any same direction as like that character. You know, I will a direct mystical tie to another Egyptian god. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, and actually, sort of, which is so much like it's kind of like a Kal El and like uh, General Zod kind of situation. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, uh, and sort of spinning off into how we usually end the episodes with a uh, lightning round of just random shit we've heard or stuff we're watching. <laughs> we should um, get a sound of bullshit round. Bullshit. And then like a big like thunder bang, you know? I think so the fucking this. So I'm forgetting his name, but the showrunner for Moon Knight is doing a Nova series focusing on richard rider that'll be cool i mean so that is that is confirmed it is an early production he is going to be show running it which so he's essentially writing it he's that writer okay well that's fucking cool i mean nova's nova's a fun character you know 
Um, and like as, as, they, much about. as they get more and more cosmic, it's a character that they like for sure got to start including in the MCU. Yeah. Um, so that'll be really interesting. Uh, oh, another, another, I guess, or, you know, confirmed uh, kind of thing going on is that uh, we got to talk about Morbius. So Morbius, we, neither of us have seen it. I, I'm not intending yeah. to. Um, uh, I, 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 I listened to a description of the post-grad scene and dude, it's fucking wild. <laughs> so. It, it's sitting at like somewhere around 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gross. I, and that's that like has only crept up like I when I first saw it this morning, it was like at like 17 or 18%. So it's only gone up like 2% or so as more people have oh. watched it. And like it's been panned, like it's by critics already. You know, people are just like talking shit about it. Big yeah, fucking just, surprise. What a surprise. Yeah. But, but I just, you know, we had to mention it. And I mean, once I will say, I, you know, I'll watch it once it hits like a streaming service uh, that BK I have or something. almost but... went and watched it. Once Oof. it started getting really bad reviews, we were like, let's go and just like have a good time and like relish a bad movie. Maybe, man. But it can and be even, even then I was like, I'm going to wait. It just, yeah. Yeah, it just looks like garbage. Yeah. But I know what yeah. happens in the post credits, and it's fucking stupid. It breaks all the rules from No Way Home. Well, and doesn't uh, well just what is it? So so apparently, Michael Keaton's Vulture from the MCU falls out of the space time rift from No Way Home into Morbius's world. Oh, what a waste! In a world. <laughs> You listeners can't tell. Jared just face palmed. That's so, uh, so stupid. So yeah, into a world where Adrian Toomes isn't a criminal and he's immediately set free. And he, uh, and then there's another post credit scene where he shows up in a vulture costume that is slightly different than the one from the MCU. And he goes to Michael Morbius and is like, we should, this, this happened because of Spider-Man. We should get some people together and do some good. That's okay, it. so they're definitely trying to build up. They're doing sort a, of like they're doing a good Sinister Six. Oh god, dude, I'm not. I I really am genuinely just not interested in what Sony's pulling Fuck. off over there. <laughs> like, like I just I don't I don't care. Like you've you've like you've taken the like the like Michael Keaton. I I, I don't think like his vulture was like a great it wouldn't be a great reoccurring villain but i a think good villain for homecoming, but it was a great villain for homecoming and it was a great character to just sort of have around in the mcu you know what i mean like oh. not not for like another main feature but here's the notable thing for the second post credit scene uh vulture never takes his helmet off and it's obvious it's not michael keaton yeah that that makes sense like <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. When they shot that, Michael Keaton most likely was probably doing fucking stuff on The Flash or Bat yeah. or the Batgirl movie that he's working on because he's he's being featured he in both. In he's gonna be as Batman in both of those movies. So, oh, cool. Yeah, really so, breaking the time stream with Flash. <laughs> hey, man, we'll see what fucking happens there. Uh, hey, yeah. speaking of Flash, Ezra Miller got arrested recently, so no. I wonder how that's gonna pan out. Like that dude's gone. That dude is a f- like he's just he's like a a future Hollywood serial killer. Like <laughs> like he's like in the last like year or so he's he's done. So not only did he have that like weird controversy where it looked like he was like choking out some lady or something like that. Yeah. But but then he recently he like later this or sometime this year he released 
like these videos basically like calling out some white supremacists not that i'm saying that you shouldn't do that but calling out some white supremacists but like by saying like you know things like if you don't fucking like you know knock it off then like we'll come end it you know like stuff like that like 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 leaving like direct like almost direct threats in this video to people like ending people's lives and then you know you find out he's like involved in some sort of arrest in fucking like hawaii or something over some sort of like violent act and you're just like this dude wb really regrets making him the fucking flash now (laughs) it was already a weird casting to begin with (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) now now they're in deep with the guy i just really hope that his that his like reputation as an actor or as a person you know whatever he's doing in his personal life i hope it tanks that whole franchise (laughs) that's my that's my hope for that that movie now but i'm looking forward to seeing michael keaton in it (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, but you have, that being else? Said, you have a couple uh, you have a couple hbo shows correct oh yeah just frivolous throws away i just wanted to make sure to shout out our flag means death it's a fun awesome pirate show Tag with uh t's in it right Tag with td's in it as well as uh reese davies from i believe is is his name um and like a handful of other people you just instantly recognize like one of the guys from i like me and nadine were watching it and picked it up it's like reese darby sorry that he's from flight of the concords but this there, there's this other guy in there that's like uh <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah he's from like like um is that, the, is that the guy from legion no no the other guy no that's jermaine clement yeah uh, yeah it's the other guy but it's just a fun fucking show and the yeah. uh the only other random thing was like for anybody that like really is missing other game of thrones vibe apparently the follow-ups or the prequel-esque spin-off series has an, like an actual release date now it's called house of the dragon and yeah. apparently it's getting released uh, august 21st of this year so there you go you know right around the corner. that's actually pretty close yeah so i'm interested to see how that pans out because like you you know that they have some re- fucking redeeming to do in terms of like bringing back the world of westeros and shit you know so yeah they got some work yeah either way though some good shit. I'm looking forward to fucking keeping up on Moon Knight, man. Like, god Dude, damn. I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. I but. think uh, I think hopefully this can uh mark getting out of like we're gonna have this. Hopefully, Doctor Strange kicks ass. Oh god, yeah. Dude, hopefully Miss Marvel's wait. great. I still yeah. have faith. Um I'm still willing to watch it. I'll say that, I guess. Um you know, oh, we'll talk about this next week, maybe if we get a, if we get any more. Uh, there have been some breakdowns showing the embiggen. They, they, it looks like they're just sort of changing how it looks, but it's less like uh, less Green Lantern-y. Lantern-y. I, I'd hope so, but uh, you know what I else think, isn't really Green Lantern-y? Huh? Our social media, which people should follow. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Old Heart Radio. Fucking find the podcasts at uh, Spot on Spotify and iTunes or on YouTube's. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. You know, don't tell your aunt. She might. Well, tell your cool aunt, the aunt that drinks a bottle of wine at dinner. But <laughs> is that the cool one? Is that the cool? Is that one? the annoying one? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question this might turn out to be a dawn imagine it's the it's the ant with the one with the huge wine glass that could fit a whole bottle you know yeah, yeah. it's just one glass <laughs> <laughs> jesus all right God. you're a hot dog make yourself make sure you dip yourself in some old heart radio batter and turn yourself into a corn dog if you're a corn dog <laughs> 
thank God for thank you for you and thank you for thank you thank you for so much for all of you fucking corn dogs that listen. We're so we're so stinking happy about you. It's a pleasure. Don't you know? It's the best. Don't you know corn dogs? Corn dogs. I got a new mic is. Thank you.